one. Hey, what's up, guys? This is Anthony Anthem, a.k.a. Black Fabio, a.k.a. The Midnight Marauder, a.k.a. Um, no, I'm not sleeping with the president's daughter, a.k.a. Also an author, a.k.a. No, I'm just playing. Let me just stop right here. Um, we got a special guest today. Would you like to state your name? Yes, it's Billy Ann. Miss Billy Ann. Okay. How are you doing today? I am actually doing really good. How about you? I'm doing good. As you can see, I'm already being a huge dork today. So um, I appreciate <laughs> you for coming on my humble podcast. <laughs> <laughs> hey, there's nothing wrong with being a dork, right? It's fun. Uh, that's part of my um, my boyish charm, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then you have a you have an abundance of that. Well, all shucks. Now I'm blushing. Um, <laughs> um, if if the people could see me now, um, you know, um, I I've turned bright red. Um, with a slight color. Um, we like to call it like a nice um, crimson red. Um, you can find <laughs> at your at your local Home Depot or Lowe's. Which they don't sponsor me for this, but um, if you do want to sponsor me, Home Depot or Lowe's, I am available. Now, back to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> <That's> so, <funny. laughs> yeah, um, I'm sorry. I know you're probably like, what did I get myself into? Hey, <laughs> <laughs> okay. I've, I've had some crazy interviews before, so it's all good. Oh, boy. Well, let's go on a ride then. So, so Miss <laughs> Sherman, uh, Miss Ann, Miss Billy Ann, why don't you tell me about yourself a little bit? Okay. Well, um, not exactly sure where to start. Uh, as you know, I'm an actress. I live here in LA. Um, let's see here. <laughs> I suck at this part. <laughs> I never know. No, what to no, tell. no, it's okay. Right. I never know what to say. Um. I've been acting professionally for about six years. Yeah, about six years. Okay. Uh, before that, I did like plays in college and community theater and whatnot. Um, lived all over the world. My parents were both military. Oh, what branch? Navy. That's right. That's right. It was Navy. I yeah, they were both air traffic controllers. Oh, that that's a job right there. Yeah, no, tell me about it. It's like, so, we got to make sure these things in the air do not crash. Okay, so here's what we're going to (laughs) do. Yeah, exactly. They have a lot of stress to deal with. That's a high-stress job right there. Obviously, they must have the IQ to handle that stress, along with the uh, perseverance. Mm Because that's not a job I don't think I would want to take on, because I don't want to be responsible for a whole bunch of men, uh, men and women up in the air. No, thank you. I know. Yeah, no, yeah, definitely no thanks. So, yeah, props to my parents for that one. So, you lived all over the world. Um, where have you lived? Oh, let's see here Maryland, DC. Um, where else? Um, Cuba, um, Puerto Rico. Cuba? Yeah, Guantanamo Bay. Oh, they, um, I had an aunt that went to Guantanamo Bay. She was like, oh. I loved it there. Like, I mean, it was really hot, but 
I mean, I love the scuba diving and the, you know, fishing and whatever. Like, I mean, they had so much stuff to do. So definitely an experience. Uh, She said she didn't like the base, but she did like the country. Well, we weren't allowed to leave the base at the time. So, you know, you couldn't go to mainland Cuba or or anything because it was still closed off to Americans. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there were signs. There were like signs out in the bay, and it said if you go past this point, you will be shot. And I'm like, oh yeah, let's not go there. <laughs> that would suck. Like, I don't feel like getting shot today. No thanks. Yeah, I mean, there were there was parts of the island that like you, they had them roped off and stuff because if you'd walk out there, they didn't know where all the landmines were yet. Oh. Yeah, it was crazy. Well, um, so. Well, we didn't do um, a quick visit, visit to the Havana Nights, I see. Um, probably probably a good thing. Um, yeah. <laughs> in that type of situation, I think not. Um, so, uh, where else have you been? Oh, <laughs> uh, let's see here. Mississippi. That's a, a just a crap hole of a state. Like, I don't like Mississippi at Ooh. all. <laughs> I mean, they got good catfish, but I don't know what else they got down there. I'm not going mean, to hate on Mrs. Like, the food there is really good, but, like, as far as the state itself, it was just so slow. It was, like, everybody just driving around on a Sunday, like, all week long. You know? Like, come on, people. You know? Um for you. They like to just keep it a yeah, little bit more very, slow. Low-key, low laid back. Um, and the beach was kind of gross. You know, because of the oil spill a few years ago, so couldn't really go swimming. <laughs> no, oh, no, wait, wait, wait. They have a beach in Mississippi. Oh yeah, it's got the world's longest man-made beach. Really? Yep, in Gulfport. This is just how much I don't know about Mississippi. Yeah. I know, I know some famous civil rights leaders came from Mississippi and Alabama around that Bible Belt area, but that's about yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Let's see where else. Um, New Orleans, um, Florida, uh, Iowa, and now in California. Ah, okay. So you've been pretty much all over the domestic United States, including Cuba. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I've visited, you know, the Bahamas and what have you, but, you know. I have never been to the Caribbean. I've been to Europe and I've been to Japan. But I have mm-hmm. never been to the Caribbean. I need to go somewhere tropical. I need a Mai Tai. Yeah, it's beautiful. It is. It's definitely beautiful. Um, and you know, I've I've been to Europe and I've I've lived there. Um, that was Ooh. really 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 interesting experience. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've I've been so many places. Like I can't. I think it's because of my parents being in the military. Like. I move every three to six years. I'm ready to. I'm ready to go somewhere new. Okay, so you're kind of a wanderer, some sort, kind of a drifter. Well, well, I mean, not really. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> in an aspect, like yeah, yeah, kind of. I mean, you know, but California, I, I think I probably won't leave here unless you know I move to Europe or something. But like, I really like California. It's a beautiful place. Like, I um, actually stayed in California for a couple months, like, um, about a year ago. And 
I really enjoy California. It's a bit expensive, but at the same time, though, it's it's definitely rich with a lot of resources. Like, I mean, there's beautiful places to hike. There's like citrus fruits growing like all over the place. Oh yeah. And when it's on when the sun is shining out there, it's so amazing. Like, surprisingly, when I was there, though, I was in SoCal and it was raining like the first month I was there. Yeah, it it's been raining here the last couple of days. And I heard that's kind of a rare thing. Like it never rains in California. <laughs> like you know, the Tony I, Tony song. I, I, yeah, I always watch these movies and I would be like, oh, it's you know, it's always warm there and people run around bikinis everywhere, you know what I mean? And I get here and I'm cold. I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> like it's a high of like sixty-five today. I know that just sounds magical. Well, I'm not going to even lie to you. I'm from the Midwest, okay? 65 <laughs> degrees is everybody all of a sudden breaks out their shorts. <laughs> <laughs> That's like, funny. I, I kid you not. They're like, oh, this is perfect shorts weather. Yeah. Like, when, I, when I was over there, I was like, oh, 65 degrees. This is so nice. And everybody else is like wrapped up in a blanket and had their hoodies on. I'm just like, what's wrong with y'all? It's like, <laughs> it's cold. This is cold? Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of like when I I moved from Maryland to um, Mississippi and it was Mm -hmm. February and, you know, it snows and whatnot in Maryland. And when we got to um, when we got down to Mississippi, my daughter was wearing shorts, walking around in a T-shirt. Same for me. And everybody was like, aren't you people cold? I'm like, this is nice. What are you talking about? (laughs) This is magical. It's like it's winter. This is winter. Yeah. Oh my. I, oh, we thought it was spring. I was living in Jacksonville. My sister turned on the heat when it was like sixty degrees outside, and I'm sitting here feeling like I'm about to melt. And I'm like, <laughs> why is it so hot in the house? Oh, I turned the heat on. You're cold oh. right now. <laughs> it's like it's winter. This is winter. Oh my gosh, I am going to die. He's turned the heat down. <laughs> That's so funny. I'm telling you, like, I was sweating so much. I was breathing hard because I was like, oh, this humidity. Why is it so hot all of a sudden in the house? I was like, this is not for fat guys. I'm not going to make it. <laughs> I'm, I'm fading away. Oh, She's like, you think it's hot in here? You think it's cold in here? <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Um, I've come to the conclusion. Southerners don't know what cold is until they've experienced either the East Coast or the Midwest. Yeah. Where, um, we actually got this thing called snow. It's a great invention that um, we all try to avoid, especially when we got to shove hard driveways. No, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I remember when I was in Maryland, we were... I was actually out walking around with my kids in a blizzard and it was like not very cold. You know, I was like, oh, this is nice. <laughs> Different I mean, types of winters. Like, yeah, and it was pretty bad. Like in Mississippi, we went through a hurricane and all the neighbors were boarding up their windows and their, you know, houses and stuff. Me and my kids were literally outside playing in it. <laughs> like we actually like the the streets near the beach were flooded like i mean like in about six or seven feet of water we were swimming on the highway <laughs> i was like this is so much fun and everybody's like wow. are you insane 
I'm like, yeah, probably. That, I mean, I'm not gonna lie, that just sounds like a, a simple day in Missouri. Like, <laughs> I, I like oh, it's just another day in Missouri. <laughs> I mean, yeah, telling. people just thought we were crazy. I was just like, oh, this, this is nothing, trust me. It's like, Seriously, this is nice. This is like being at a beach in the Luau or something like that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I can deal with this. So, <laughs> so you've been acting for about six years, correct? Yeah. Yep. So, what got you? What? How did you catch the acting bug? Oh well, in high school, I did all the the plays and what have you, the, the Greek tragedies and comedies and what have you, and I absolutely loved it then. And then I went on to do some other stuff, and I, then I got into college and I did um, plays in college. But I, I really don't like doing theater very much. I don't like the the live, you know, audience. I'd prefer to be able to, you know, the director go cut okay, let's do that again, you know? Right. It's so much pressure in front of a live audience, but, you know, it's a challenge, and it's 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 kind of fun sometimes, but, you know, I haven't done that in quite a while. Um, but it was about, yeah, about six or seven years ago, and I literally woke up in the middle of the night, and I was like, this is what I need to do. And I just got onto the computer and started figuring out exactly where to get headshots and agents and you know, the whole nine yards and started researching it. And then for like six or seven months, that's all I did. And then um, one day I saw a post on Craigslist for, an, mm-hmm. for a job and it didn't say who it was for, what it was for. I show up to the set. It was for American Horror Story Coven. It was like an, as an extra. And I was like, <gasps> so I got, I did that. And that was my first acting job. That's cool. Yeah. What was it like to be on the set of that? Crazy. It was amazing, though, you know, and then they also did this. Um, it was called American Horror Story Coven, the experience, like, I guess, before every new season, um, these winners of this contest, um, whoever, like, is the biggest fan, I guess, of, of American Horror Story, they they do this whole interactive thing. They fly them somewhere and then they like for three for a whole. Well, actually, I'm sorry, for a whole day, they scare the living bejesus out of them. And I got paid to do that as well. So, like, we did for, and it was for Coven, and it aired right before the um, actual season started. So, so yeah. wait a minute. They won a contest. Uh-huh. They flew, to, they flew these people to New Orleans, and for two days prior to them actually coming out for the contest, we had to set up and, you know, rehearse and whatever. And there was, like, different sections in the woods where these people went. And I was a voodoo dancer. And then they had, then they had a, like a section of witches being burned. And then they had like, you know, I don't remember if you've seen the, the show or not, but oh, there I've was this it. giant, there was a guy with a giant cow head on his head in the, in the series. Mm-hmm. Well, they had a lot of the props from the show there. And this guy had to actually like walk around dressed as that half cow or whatever it was, a bull or what have you, and scare the heck out of people. And uh, yeah, it was it was really cool. And then oh, the last night when oh. the people actually showed up to to claim their prize of getting scared, um, it was pouring rain on us. It was so bad. Okay, this just it sounds cold. like it got even more creepier. It's raining. You got people chasing after you in the woods. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. first of all, 
I don't know. Okay, I like watching the show. I don't want to live the show. Okay, <laughs> I, I, that's just a whole experience. Like I wouldn't be able to do that contest because one, I'm I, I'm like every black horror movie. We punch the um, we punch the villain. We may die in the process, but we'll go down kicking and screaming. I don't think that would have worked for me. That's why I don't do haunted houses. <laughs> I love haunted houses. Anything like dark or scary, I'm totally in. Like I'm like I just I want to do it. It's so much fun. I mean, don't get me wrong, they're fun. It's just I gotta remember like, oh, yeah, they're not real. But at the same time, I'm just like I'll be in like boxing stance, like I'm a professional boxer or something like that. I was like, you want a piece of me? I'm gonna fu- I'm gonna summon the energy of Iron Mike Tyson. Come on, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> That's I funny. Like, I was like, I challenge you to a round of fisticuffs. I <laughs> know <laughs> oh, that sounded so bad. <laughs> I remember one time I went to this haunted house, and one of the guys got me good. I'm not gonna even sit here in front. Um, it's this haunted house called Edge of Hell out here um, that he do every year on um, Halloween in downtown Kansas City. And I was like, I was walking, it's like this big old building, okay? So, like, I'm walking, I'm like on the second floor of this building, okay? And everything just seems cool. Like, I see, I already see, um, like, see some of these people coming, right? So I'm just like, okay, there you are, there you are, there you are. This dude creeped up from behind. I don't know where he came from. Like, literally, because I was looking back and forth. I didn't see him. This dude that crouched down, all of a sudden, he came out of nowhere and was just like, Rah! I was like, oh, bleep, 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 bleep. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> like, literally, I thought I needed a new change of underwear. I'm not going to even sit here in front. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's just crazy. I mean, seriously, I think I could have outjumped the NBA player at that point. Like that's how, yeah. like that's how high I jumped. I'm not gonna even sit here and lie. All of a sudden, you just hear this high pitched scream, and yeah, it was me. I found out it was me screaming. I was like, ah! I was like, oh! Oh my god! I, I sounded like a drag queen having a fit, just like. <laughs> Wow. Oh, yeah. It, it was bad. I'm not going to sit here in front. Like, I was like, that's one of the most embarrassing moments of my life right there. Mm-hmm. And I was on a date. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, I screamed higher than Mariah Carey that night. <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> I was like, man, I could have matched Mariah Carey and Ariana Grande. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like, boy. Hey. Oh, this don't work out. I guess I'm going to be hitting F notes and being a singer. But nobody <laughs> needs to hear that. <laughs> hey, you never know, right? Um, We'll see. Um, it's like, I'm just going to let the entertainers do what they do. I'm going to just entertain people with my voice if they want to hear that. So, hmm. um, hello. Um, welcome to another um, podcast. We're going to do this NPR style. So, um, back to you. Um, okay. So, as I'm doing this NPR style, um, what is um, your lifetime goal, Miss Billy Ann? Lifetime goal. Wow. Okay. Yeah. To create 
art that either makes people think or just touches them emotionally. Um, to raise my kids to be happy individuals. Um, yeah, and uh, marry Johnny Depp. Yeah, that's about it. <laughs> marry Johnny Depp. Well, I mean, he yeah. is single now. He got away from his yeah. crazy ex-wife. Yeah, I know. Oh, oh, oh. don't like her. Oh my gosh, I was so I've upset. I've been with that man since I was like five. I think we've all been in love with that man since we were, like, of age. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. It's Johnny Depp, okay? If Johnny Depp was just like... Yeah, I'm not going to even sit here in front. If Johnny Depp was like, hey, Anthony, I want you to come over to my mansion. You think I'm not going to squeal like a schoolgirl? You must be kidding. It's Johnny Depp. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was like, he seems like the type that would still love you um, emotionally. At the same time, pretend he doesn't care. Yeah, maybe. Who knows? He's trying <sighs> that cool. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, yes. He's li- literally the, the most perfect human being on planet Earth. I mean, seriously. I was really upset when I found out Homegirl lied about that. And just the fact I that... The minute that, that the news broke, I knew that that woman was hot, just high and lying like there was no way i'm like he had so many ex exes say that he was a gentle person i'm like are you kidding me woman really but she was the one who had been arrested for uh child abuse um uh domestic violence with her ex-girlfriend i'm like come on we can see right through you oh she had an ex-girlfriend oh i did not know she was yeah yeah, she's bisexual, but she has some ex-girlfriend, some photographer or something, Tessa Von Ray or something. They were in an airport, and apparently things got heated between them two. Oh, dear. Yeah, and every time I read more stuff about the things that she did to him, I'm like, they could offer me $50 million. I would never work with her. Yeah, I mean, she's pretty much ruined her career. I mean... Well, they haven't fired her from Aquaman 2 yet, which, you know, they really need to hurry up and get on that. Uh, yeah, because I'm sorry. I have no respect for anybody. I have no respect for anybody, male or female, that, you know, like, who lies about being, you know, abused. That's, yeah, that's, exactly. that's a serious case. Yeah, and who is actually, she's actually proven now that she was actually abusing him. And I'm like, mm-mm. And well, after he got fired from Pirates of the Caribbean because of her? No, 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 no. Mm-mm. I mean, seriously, she tried. She pretty much tried to ruin his career. Oh, yeah. That he had worked so hard on. I mean, this dude basically, literally became everything in childhood dreams. Like, you think about it, he's been a doctor. He's been the the badass in like movies he's been the comical pirate to drug dealer to doctor i mean you just go down the list of things he's done yeah. like it's like people telling him he can't do anything and he ends up doing everything yep exactly like they don't make actors like him all the time we're lucky we got this in this century in this time in this decade yeah, and he truly loves his fans, and 
yeah, it's, he's definitely one of a kind. Yeah, and that's why I'm really glad that this came to light because I didn't want to believe it. Like from a different side, I did not want to believe that he would do something like that. And I'm glad that I like my suspicions were correct. I think everybody was glad. It's like, come yeah. on, this is the man that brought to life so many different characters and different personalities. And I mean, I could gush about him all the time. I mean, seriously, I'm a fan. Okay, I yeah, me too. <laughs> definitely. So. Like- praying to God that I can work with him at some point soon, like, because I, I think I would probably, you know, faint first and then be like, okay, please don't screw up your lines, don't screw up your lines, looking at him, just completely forget what I'm supposed to say. He's so perfect. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay, so, I'm gonna put that out in the universe. Johnny Depp, I'm, count- I'm contacting you in the universe. Make this happen. He <laughs> wants this to happen. He's like, yeah, I'm bringing it to Billy Ann wants to work with Johnny Depp. This is happening. Gosh. Shoot. You know what? And you know, and, and, and it's funny, when he did Public Enemies, that's actually oh one God. of my favorite movies. Because do you know that getting him to say my name the very first time I ever saw that film and he said, because his girlfriend's name in the show was Billy, and I was like, oh, that's what it sounds like coming out of his mouth? I'm going to die. <laughs> oh my gosh. I know you must have been in heaven. It's just like, it's almost like he's talking to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I turn into like a 16-year-old schoolgirl when I think about him. I'm like, oh Lord, help me. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Note to self, I will never ever bring a girl around Johnny Depp because Johnny Depp will steal my girl. Yeah. End of story. I don't know of any woman who would who would survive around him. No, buddy. I'm serious. Like, he's just that pretty. Like, I'll be sitting yeah. there having a nice casual dinner with somebody I've probably been with for a long time. Mm-hmm. So I've been through a lot of stuff. Then all of a sudden, Johnny Depp just like snaps his fingers, and she gets in the trance. And then the next thing she know, she's sitting at his table. And I'm like, "Well, that's Johnny Depp. I knew I was gonna lose." Her. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Can't blame her. Bye, bye, chick. Later. <laughs> I was like, "How many times has Johnny che- Johnny um like Johnny Depp been noted as a hall pass?" <laughs> Exactly. It's like, for instance, if Halle Berry walked up to me, it I, I'm already warning everybody, that's my hot pass. That's still my hot pass. Mm-hmm. Everybody's like, yeah. It's like, Halle don't look, I don't care. Halle Berry is still Halle Berry. In the story, yeah. period. Yeah. Or even I mean, can you imagine if, uh, Can you imagine if, um, if Brandon Lee were still alive? Oh. Speaking of which, like, I'm not. I'm not going to give out um, too much detail, but let's just say that um, her, um, like one of her, um, like her, she's very inspired by Brandon Lee in a lot of different ways. Um, yeah, I saw that. I was like, "Ooh, she had a crush on Brandon Lee." Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Sure do. 
It's like, I think I've seen him probably a thousand times. I own every single thing he's ever done on DVD, you know? I even I even have, like, a watch from the Crow. I've got, like, all kinds of just memorabilia that, I mean, I've ordered. Um, and there was, they did a, 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 a uh, the prop that, you know, in the movie when he gets his hand shot by Funboy? Mm-hmm. That prop was up on um, eBay for $2,500. You have it? <laughs> yep. Yeah. Okay. To all the Crow fans out there, and to all the fans of Brandon Lee, um, she has memorabilia that is probably worth a lot. And um, I would have to say that I'm a little jealous. That <laughs> I'm a little jealous. I'm not gonna lie because I enjoy Brandon Lee. I I think he he was he was gone far too soon. Oh yeah. Like. I also like his father, of course, because like I've always been a Bruce Lee fan. I guess it's something about the Lees in general with their charisma. Like even his daughter has that charisma. So it's just like yeah. I was like Bruce Lee just brought something to because t- like I rem- like people were even saying like in those days, especially even his dad, they were just like everybody, everybody wanted to be Asian. Because you know, like, cause of his swagger, because how he moved and how he spoke mm. to people. Everybody was like, dude, I kind of wish I had, you know, a Chinese background. People were wearing the clothes. People had, like, kind of like this Asian citric so style you, of clothing. Are you, just saying, are you saying that only Chinese people wear clothes? <laughs> well, I mean, you know what I mean. Just like, it, it was like you gotta think about it, like, cause I remember, like, especially in the eight, like, you think about the eighties and stuff like that. Uh-huh. A lot of, like, there was a lot of theme to, like, you know, a lot of people were wearing kind of more, like, Asian centric clothing and stuff like that. Yeah. Like you look at some of the old movies, like, whether it was, you know, a Chinese style or Japanese style or whatever it may be, you can kind of see it, and he kind of brought that, like, essence to like film culture and also just like in the mainstream. Yeah. It's like, man, it's like they actually got some cool dudes from where he's from, blah, blah, blah. You know, like it was a thing like for like, I could say that just like in like the family, like my family and how I grew up, like that definitely was something that was a part of like, like the culture or what I grew up in. Like, uh-huh. Just seeing like different nationalities and influences, like what, like in the films I watch, or how I kind of look at life, the philosophies and everything. So that's always been a thing for me, like the art of being like water and making sure you kind of form it, it's like right. be like water. You know what I'm saying? Like that's I love the I always kind of loved his quotes and his son. I think definitely was um was trying to wrap the legacy in his best way possible too. I wish I could have saw more because he died he was so young and I was too I was young before I really knew who Brandon Lee was. Mm-hmm. So when I got older, so it was just like it was something important to me, like dang, he was he was just as cool as his dad. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I know that he would probably still be super famous right now if he had lived to to keep acting. You know, he would have been a, a complete A-lister. He would have been like Johnny Depp, you know. And you know what's speaking of that, you know what's crazy? 
that they had originally offered the role to Johnny Depp, but because he had scheduling conflicts and couldn't take the role. That's how Brandon got it. Hmm. What would have happened if Johnny would have took the role instead of Brandon? Yeah, well, you know what would have happened, probably. Well, let's just knock on wood. Um, if yeah. Where, you know, something traded over or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least we kept at least we kept one. I'm glad yeah. we at least have I mean, as long as we don't got to say the Deadpool joke, at least we still have Bowie. Because we don't. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, that was a little too soon. Anyway, so. So, Miss Billy Ann. So, so you're a mother. You're an actor. Yep. And you're passionate about some of your um, fandoms of actors. Uh, Who inspired you the most to get into the career of acting? You mean, like, as far as, like, like actors go that I like or what? Like who inspires you to keep like going after your passion? It could be actors, um, family members, it could be anybody. Not really my family or friends because you know, pretty much they were just like, uh-huh, sure. <laughs> you know, you know how people get, oh, that's just a dream. You're never going to achieve it. And here I am doing it. Um, but Facts. as far as, is, you know the actors that I that I enjoy. Um, obviously, you know JD, obviously Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt. You know they've all I've drawn inspiration from them as well because you know Brad Pitt went to college to be an accountant and just kind of fell into it. You know, true. And uh, you know, of course, Angelina was born into that. So, but I mean, just their difference in styles is just. It's always made me like, yeah, that's what I want. That's what I want my life to be. And I moved out here about a year ago, and I've never looked back. I'm going to just keep going forward because this place is amazing, you know? And it's hard. The career out here, it it is very hard, um, especially if you don't really know anybody, whatever. But, you know, if you just don't give up, you can, you know, keep going forward and that's that's all that matters. You just keep moving. What motivates you the most? Just my pure and absolute love of being on set and getting to play different people and things that actually push me out of my comfort zone. Okay. So what kind of roles have you done in the past? Um... Uh, let's see. I I did a, a film with Tom Berenger called um, Impact Earth, which was on the Sci Fi Channel, but whatever. Um, oh, I'm still publicity and, girl. <laughs> and um, it's I played an FBI agent in that, and it was so funny because where I was living at the time, the people didn't know I was an actor, and they saw me on the news because the news had come out and they filmed the scene of us walking into this college campus. And next thing, my neighbors are like, we didn't know you were in the FBI. Oh, my gosh. What were you doing there? And I'm like, what? What (laughs) And I didn't know it was on the news. And I'm like, what? (laughs) I'm like, okay. So ended up that, you know, they had seen that. And then they just started calling me Hollywood from then on out. And I was like, oh, Lord, help me. But I was like, I had to explain to them. I was like, it was a film. Okay. Calm down. Not really in the FBI. 
Hollywood, huh? Yeah, it was kind of funny. So um, now you're Billy Ann, a.k.a. Miss Hollywood. <laughs> apparently, yes. At least in the state of Mississippi. <laughs> uh, let's see, what other kind of roles? Um, I worked with Megan Good. You worked with um, Megan Good? Yeah. Oh, Megan. yeah. She's a great actress. She, I, I didn't know who she was. and What? Uh, yeah, I had no clue. No clue. How do you not know what Megan Good? She's been playing in like everybody's girlfriend since I can remember. Yeah, well, I, I, I mean, I don't know. I just never, I didn't realize who she was. And and it was a movie called A Girl Like Grace, um, with uh, Little Bow Wow and Raven Simone. And um, and it was so funny because she came downstairs from makeup and stuff, and they were doing her, they were like fixing her hair and stuff, and handing her and holding things for her. So I, I knew she was somebody important. I'm like, well, there's a bunch of people around her, so obviously, you know, and she's not, I mean, she's not doing anything. And um, the director is like, okay, you come here, and I'm, I'm like, I'm supposed to sit next to her and, like, give her this really dirty look when she gets up. Like, I played a welfare office recipient or something, um, and she's like, she, she's like, oh, yeah, don't worry, she's got this, you know, she's a professional, she can handle this, blah, blah. And it had, like, two speaking lines in it, um, but unfortunately those didn't make it into the cut. Um, but she was so freaking nice to me. She was like, you know what, Chick? She goes, I'm going to tell you something. She goes, you've got what it takes to make it in this business. She goes, you don't look like anyone else in Hollywood. I'm like, well, then, <laughs> I will take it, and I will run with it. Thank you. And she she spent, actually, like, an hour talking to me. And... I mean, I still, like, I, when I walked away, I was like, oh, that's who she is. I had to look her up. And then I was like, oh, I see now. Oh, yeah. Well, that's awesome because, like, Megan Good, I'm pretty sure she can call when she sees it. She's been acting since she was a little kid. Mm-hmm. She's seen people in and out of the industry. If she told me you can make it, that's a good sign of Megan Good telling you something. Yeah, yeah. Um, good is good. Actually, she's great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and she's very, very pretty. Um, Indeed. Do you know? Uh, do you know who? Um, I, I don't know if you've ever seen the show, um, The Middle. Yes, I have. Okay, you know the the oldest son's best friend, the black guy. Mm-hmm. Alfonso something rather. I can't remember his name. I I worked with him on a Alfonso film called. Barbera? Yeah. Yeah, I think. Well, no, I don't know. No, no, no. I'm thinking of um, Carl. Yeah, you're thinking Fresh of the guy Prince. from the other from Fresh Prince. No, I'm talking to. Um, I can't think of his darn name at the moment. But uh, I worked with him on a movie called Cat Run Two, and uh, oh, you were in Cat Run Two. Yeah. What were you doing in Cat Run Two? Because I've seen Cat Run Two. That was awful. <laughs> um, that. I, that I mean, was... <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't as good as the first one, but. I've seen Cat Run too. <laughs> <laughs> um, actually, they, I was supposed to be playing a speed dater in this restaurant scene, but the problem is, is that they blurred out every single extra, you know, and then I was supposed to be a featured extra, and I was like, I watched it, and I'm like, where am I? <laughs> where? I mean, I was like interacting with the actual stars of the film, and I'm like, are you kidding me? They blurred us all out like we weren't even there. I'm like, why'd they even have us there? Well, like, the constellation is probably a good thing to blurt you out. Yeah, <laughs> that, probably. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna sit here and just say this from being a viewer. They tried, but it got a little too crazy at the end of that movie. Yeah, I, didn't even good... finish it. I didn't even finish watching it. I just went to that scene and I was like so pissed I couldn't turn it off. I was like, forget it. <laughs> hey, as long as they paid you, girl. Yeah, yeah, they did, and and the food was good. So you know, what can I say? Well, I mean, hey, it's all good. Hey. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, like I, 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 huh? It was like I like Cameron. I like the first one. The first one was really good, but the second one, um, I see why it got such um, mixed reviews. But anyways, we're gonna go forward. <laughs> uh, let's see. I've done. Um, I did some other stuff. I've done some student films here. Um, I'm going out to New York uh, next month, actually, to film a horror film from 388 Productions called The Horrific Evil Monsters. And it's kind of like a superhero-ish style film um, where they go up against, but they're like, they're horror icons or something, and they go up against the Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse. Really? And apparently I get to take on death. So I guess we'll see. (laughs) I don't know exactly what the deal is there. Well... But Girl. I think it's gonna be it's gonna be really amazing. This director, his name's Adam Steigert, um, mm-hmm. really talented guy. He just he just put in this other film he had done um, called Fang um, in a bunch of festivals, and he's been a winning awards. And he's a really talented guy. So I have I am pretty confident that this thing will do pretty well. Yeah, because I've seen Fang. Fang is good. I, I watch oh, okay. a lot. Okay, cool. Yeah, I, I watch a lot of movies, so. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I hope it's dope because like he did a really good job on that one. So um I have some confidence in this thing. If um, Yeah. yeah and then I've got hey yeah. Uh, got some kind of another horror movie up in Fresno I'm doing um at some point. I'm not exactly sure when. Uh, I'm waiting on the director to let me know when I need to be there. But it's um called Fears, um, from a director his name's Barry Ritchie. Um and it's supposed to be like I mean exactly what the title says. Like you get killed based on your worst fear, or something. So, okay. That was... Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. Well, yeah, I we'll mean, see. I mean, what's your worst fear? You my worst that? fear? Yeah. Um. Oh man, dying in general and being forgotten. Ooh. Yeah. You, like you went to a dark place on that one. <laughs> well, I mean, but it's but it's the truth. Like, I mean, I think that's one of the other reasons I wanted to be an actor so bad is because it, I don't want to be forgotten ever. You know, like, and at least my family, if I were to die, they have movies of me that they can watch or even just be in the have be in the playing in the room and they're doing their own thing, but they can still hear my voice. You know what I mean? That makes sense to me. It's almost like I know. It, it's a crazy reason. It's like, I mean, it's part of the reason, but you know, yeah. Hey, everybody wants to leave their legacy in some aspect. Yeah, yeah. It's almost like they want to make their own time castle. Your time castle is making film. Mine is mm-hmm. doing this podcast. Yeah, I mean, so some people, like for instance, Tommy Chong is going to be known for being. The legacy of the pot, um, the pot movement, or we can go down the list of different people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah exactly. Musicians. 
So yeah. that's I don't think that's weird at all. Not at all. Well, I think, yeah, I think it's a I think that's part of like human nature when it comes down to it. Like we all want to leave something on this earth to be remembered. I mean, by. I did leave something. I left children, but you know. Yeah, like <laughs> sometimes people want to go bigger than like go bigger than that. I'm not saying like children are greatness. Children, yeah. are great. children are our future. Children are the world. Children are okay. They're great if they're cooked properly. Well, <laughs> not, not, not cooked properly. It's like, man, let me just sprinkle in a little I, bit of pepper. I saw that sticker. I saw that sticker somewhere and it just kind of stuck with me. And I was like, that is so hilarious. I want to give 20 points to whoever has that sticker. Shout out to that person because that's actually a good. That's actually a good quote and a good thought right there. How are the bases? What are the what are the ingredients? Are we using a little bit of thyme? We're we using a little bit of cumin. It's got some cinnamon in there. <laughs> yeah, and you, you know the craziest thing I think I've ever seen on the internet was a recipe. And I I I printed it out because I couldn't believe my eyes. It was a recipe on how to cook cumin. I was like, what am I? seeing right now and i printed it out and i was like i had to show my friends like you're not gonna believe what i just found and they were like are you kidding me Uh, yeah (laughs) there's a recipe on how to cook human yes i swear to god (laughs) i was like i don't know how i stumbled on it but yeah it was the most insane thing i think i've ever ever read i was like what why why would somebody do this you know that the FBI is probably investigating that person for a serial killer. <laughs> oh, that person is on the watch list. Like, hardcore. It's like, oh, we don't need another Jeffrey Dahmer. Let's watch this one. Exactly. <laughs> it's like, worst going to worst, we'll pistol whip it and study for science. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Bottomize that thing right there. Go ahead. It's like, yeah, it's that guy. Um, it's like, sir, we'd like to see your basement, please. <laughs> Oh, I don't know if I want to go down in that basement. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, thank you. Yeah, no, nah. Sometimes it's ignorance is bliss in certain aspects. Like, yeah, because I'll tell you what, like, man, I, I want to say, I'll tell you this story real quick. Okay, so there was this guy down the street, right? Nice neighbor, had this cute little Scottish terrier, walked his dog. Say hi to my mother. He, like, welcomed us into the neighborhood when we moved here in the neighborhood, like, maybe 18, 19 years ago. Okay? Cool mm-hmm. guy. Then, all of a sudden, we found out, like, like there was a huge cop bust at his house, and we found out that, like, he was involved with, like, child pornography, maybe a murder case or two, and, yeah... That's insane. Yeah, like, he was all over the news. Like, it was insanity. Like, we were just like, did you know? No. Did you know? No. It's like, and we might have found a body down in Harrisonville. More at nine. I'm like, wow. Man, it's funny how you don't know who you're living next door to. Do you want to know one of the things I went to school for, for college? What's that? Mortuary sciences. Really? Were you thinking about getting, like, kind of doing, like, the CSI thing and doing, like, no. studying bodies? No, so? no, 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 no. That's criminal. That's, um, 
criminal investigation of some sort. Uh, no, mortuary sciences is um, embalming, preparing bodies for funerals, stuff like that. I want to oh. own my own. I want to own my own cemetery someday. Well, that's a, that's a business that will such keep... a weird thing to want. But I actually like want the Walmart of death, basically. Like when you go in the gates, there's a chapel there, there's the funeral home, there's a crematorium, there's a pet cemetery, there's the florist and the place to buy your headstone. Like you don't have to go everywhere else. You know what I mean? Like you just go to this one place and everything is right there for you. Instead of, you know, when people are grieving these funeral homes, they take people's grief and and stress them out to get them to buy more expensive things. True. And then you've got to make 15 phone calls just to go find a florist, to go find the headstones, to find the casket, to do this, to do that. And I'm like, nah, make, make it to where it's a one-stop shop. You know, actually, that's not a bad idea. And um, business will definitely be lucrative. Yes, yeah, so. exactly. And, and I want to, if I, if I get this someday, I want to have it that anybody under the age of 18 automatically gets a free funeral. See, that's awesome. See, I would, I would actually invest in something like that. Yeah. I would actually, I would actually invest in something like that, to be honest. Like I had, okay. So I have a, um, um, former, uh, person I used to talk to. And she was a mortician. She actually lived in the cemetery, too. Mm-hmm. She lived in, like, this big, like, two, three-story house, like, in the middle of the cemetery. And, like, she had been... I think she's still doing that work, too. Like, she... She's been doing it for, like, almost a decade now, when I think about it. Yeah. I mean, this business is going to slow down, that's for sure. <laughs> You'll definitely make a killing. Oh, oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> I have that idea, and I have an idea for a horror-themed restaurant. Mm. Um, where when you go in, the the, the you know the, the host will be like, "Would you like gore or non-gore?" And if you go to the non-gore, that's like where you take your kids. You know, it's not as you know because there's going to be TVs showing horror movies. So in non-gore, you don't see Transylvania for the kids or something. Yeah, or you don't see blood, you don't see guts and stuff like that. But if you go into the gore section, you see everything. And like my son wants to be a chef, and I told him, I said, if you do this, and I, you know, I make enough money with this acting thing someday, I want to open this restaurant. And I'm like, yeah, we could have like Bloody Mary burgers and Freddy finger fries, you know. And I'm like, (laughs) you know, I'm like, I think this would be awesome. So yeah. Dude, like, um, you want to know something crazy? Okay, so I have a friend who um, went to Japan with me, okay, right? And mm-hmm. I was in exchange in Japan for a summer, right? They had a saw-themed restaurant. Yeah, I know. Japan's got some crazy restaurants over there. Oh, my gosh. Like, seriously, I would love to go to, a, like, some type of horror restaurant here in America somewhere. Cause, yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, like, I, I like, mm-hmm. I want to have the props from movies, you know, kind of like Planet Hollywood, but all horror. That actually sounds like a lot of fun, and I think that's a good concept. Like, yeah, it's good food, it. good entertainment. So, like, that that would be something, because, like, what she was telling me is, you know how on the scene and um, Saw where, like, you know, they had um, the guys um, woke up handcuffed and all that? They actually handcuffed mm-hmm. you to your table. 
Oh, that is cool. Oh yeah. Well, it was on some next level stuff. I was like, okay, that's that's actually kind of like dope. When I was in Germany, uh, we had, uh, my friend took me to this um, this museum, right? But it's a it's a haunted museum. It was like a horror museum. Mm-hmm. So and it was called the Dungeon, but it was also a museum. But it had all these different like aspects. They had like crazy rides and like they're like telling you all this history of like the Dark Ages in Germany. But the whole thing was like people were dressed up with horror makeup on and stuff like that. And it was just like, it was freaky, but educational at the same time. It was like the coolest thing I've ever seen in my life. Like, yeah, it was just like, cause it was in this old, like, cause it was in this old part of like Hamburg. used to be, a, um, used to be a castle. And I was like, yo, I could get down with this. Like, this is awesome. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Cause I like horror movies. I like horror stuff. So like, like, so I take it you're a big horror fan yourself. Oh, God, yes. I absolutely love horror. Like, nothing scares me. I mean, I've I've seen these lists, you know, that people put out, oh, of the scariest movies that people can't watch. And, like, there was that movie. Uh, did you ever hear of that movie, Raw? Yes, I've seen Raw. I've seen it. And apparently people were throwing up at that, that viewing. And I'm like, this movie is nothing. I've seen worse. Like, I mean, Cannibal Holocaust, anyone? Like, come on! Yeah, okay, that was a that that was a rough movie. Oh, yeah, that you know was. Oh, you know what? Uh, people always say human centipede. Nah, I didn't think that that was that, that. That just it screamed cheese to me. You know, I was just like, whatever. Like, no. It's more shock value than horror. Yeah. Like, how can we take it a little bit further? Let's see. Yeah. Okay, so we're gonna get some Dutch people. We're going to get some um, needle and thread, and we're going to go with that. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it was crazy, because I was like, ugh, that's kind of, that's pretty gross, but okay. Uh, I mean, do I ever want to be in a human centipede situation? I don't yeah. think anybody does. I mean, <laughs> I mean, there's probably certain people in the world that kind of live like a human centipede in, that, in a different aspect, but that's a whole different story yeah. for another day. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, thanks. Yo, that's cool though. I did not know what, yeah. like I knew you were gonna be cool when we did this, but I did not expect like you know us to get into like a horror movie talk and all this. I actually, like the fact that we're doing something different here. Like this is awesome. Like so. Well, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. This... I absolutely adore horror movies. Like I was five or six years old when I I got adopted with my sister, and she would run out of the room. And she was too scared to watch anything. And I'm sitting there going, come back in here, you big chicken. you got to watch this. And she was seven years older than me. I'm like, really? I'm like six. What is your problem? You know, <laughs> I fell in love with Freddy Krueger when I was like six years old. And I couldn't get enough of him. Robert England will always be the oh, best. Yeah. Ever. I've always had a crush on Robert England. Ugh. Hey, he played a good role when he was Freddy Krueger. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. People don't understand. Yeah. Like you think about it, that was kind of like a horror comedy too. It was actually really funny. Yeah, at times. Like, I didn't think it was ever fun. I didn't think it was scary ever. I was like, it was great. And then when they tried to do the remix, I was like, no. Mm-mm. He is talking about possibly doing it one more time. I'm like, please do, please do. Okay, the world doesn't deserve Robert England. Sometimes, if he were to do this, it would have to be done right with the right director. Yeah, exactly. But if Robert Re- um, Robert England does do it, I know he'll be whispering in the director's ears like, "Hey, man, here's how this should go." 
or if they could get the original director. Um, I would love that. What's his name? Oh my god, I can't believe it's it's and my brain just went blank. <sighs> Man, mm. I'm gonna add it like Wikipedia that one. <laughs> not John Carpenter. Um, uh, not John Carpenter. Wes Craven. Yes, 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 yes. That's it. Wes Craven. It was Wes Craven, I believe. I didn't even have to look that up. Yes. <laughs> Twenty points for me. Yay. <laughs> I mean, you'd think I would remember the director who gave Johnny Depp a start. Duh. Uh well unfortunately Wes Craven is dead. Oh yeah, I forgot. Oh, that's a bummer. Um, so um you know what we try people. Um we try to put it in the air, but we know that um yeah, that's... damn. Maybe we make like a hologram with his personality. <laughs> hey, they can do it with Tupac, maybe we can do it with I'm just wondering. That was terrible. I'm sorry guys. <laughs> That, that was horrible. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! So, what's your favorite horror movie of all time? <sighs> I don't know. I I don't know. I don't have one because I love so many of them. Mm. But I guess my first, I guess my first go-to is definitely, you know, Freddy, but, you know, anything Freddy Krueger. Um, I really did enjoy the Saw series because they, they were so original. You know, I was like, I was blown away when I saw the very first one. I'm like, finally, somebody does something that's not done in every other movie that's been put out. Oh, I agree. I, people don't understand. It was more of a psychological concept than anything. Mm-hmm. You gotta realize, we're going into people's psyche in this movie. It really wasn't about the blood and gore. I mean, yeah, there was plenty yeah. of blood and gore. But, it was also like a mystery. It was like a crime mystery, psychological thriller, horror, all packed into one product. I'm not mm-hmm. gonna lie, though, I did not like Saw 3D. Yeah, that one was terrible. That was just awful. I was just like, this is just gore porn, like, at this point, like, they, mm-hmm. they, they really should have stopped at five and just ended it, cut it off, done. Like, yeah, the Final like, Destination series was a good one. I will agree with that. I will say all the way to three. Mm-hmm. And after that, it just kind of got into okay. This is more like those teen horrors you could have put on like MTV. <laughs> yeah, like, I know what you did last summer. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> He's a man that they killed, and he has a hook. Oh, really? He'll put, he'll put sea creatures in your trunk of your car. <laughs> so, if you want Long John Silvers, call the hook guy. <laughs> and also, we have Brandy starting in the second one. <laughs> so, that was definitely something. It's like, there will be turns. There will be hooks. Oh, okay, that, I'm done. I was like, yeah, Candyman didn't do this first with the hook. Yeah, I did like Candyman. You know, the, oh, there I is only, there's only one thing in horror movies that I've seen that's ever actually, like, freaked me out and kind of scared me. Because, I am I mean, I've seen it all, and it doesn't really, nothing really scares me. Only one thing has ever scared me. And it was in Pet Cemetery. The sister, Zelda. Oh, I, I can't even look at her. And anytime that movie comes on, I can't hear her voice. She's just, she gives me the bejesus. Uh-uh, I can't do it. Can't do it. 
I'm not gonna lie, mine was candy, man. I don't know what it was. It was something scary about seeing that there's a black dude who is the horror villain that scared me. I don't understand that. And I'm I, black. And I'm just like, oh, God. Yeah. I ain't gonna lie. I had some nightmares about that dude. I heard he's actually a nice guy in real life. Good grief. Yeah. yeah. Have you seen the remake of Pet Cemetery, by the way? No, I haven't seen it. I heard mixed things about it. it. It's... I was highly disappointed in it um, because it just, it felt very rushed through the whole film. Like it was just, it, it, they left out a lot of stuff and then, you know, it just, it just felt like it was going too fast. And I'm like, really? And then the ending, I was just like, are you kidding me? I was, I was really mad when I saw it. I was like, nope, I'll stick to the original creepy sister yeah. and all. Some, some classics don't need to be remade. They got yeah. away with, with it. It was cool. I like yeah, the fact yeah. that what they did with it. That was awesome, especially when they got the Stranger Thing kids. Yeah. But the like them doing Pet Cemetery, like I didn't even like the trailer to be honest. Like the trailer kind of already turned me off. So it was just like yeah. I don't know about this one. Now the old school ones. Oh yeah, give me those any day with a um with a uh, with a bucket of popcorn. I watch those. Mm-hmm. Like I watch I, all. Of them. <laughs> I am so glad they were not able to remake. Uh, the crow after they were trying and trying and trying for years and finally they gave up Whew. i know i was i'm not gonna lie that was that was a clincher right there that was just one of those things where i was just like don't do it yeah don't do it because that's his legacy leave it alone Leave Brandon alone. and i guess like with all the petitions that were in and out about it and you know whatever plus they just kept losing directors they kept losing you know uh actors and and whatever and you know it's like you know what that is right that's brandon lee's spirit just making sure things don't get done facts and that's the way it should be some things need to be left alone yeah the reason why those films are cult classics because they they they're already where they need to be. People love mm-hmm. it. Don't ruin it. Leave it as is. Okay. I'm not saying I wouldn't like to see an evolution of certain films, but there's just a point where too like, much is too much. Too much is too much. You can't make all these remakes. Like mm-hmm. it, there's not like something's got to give. Like it's sort of like you remember that time where they were making a whole bunch of movies based off of '70s shows. Yeah. Like we ended up with Starsky and Hutch. We ended up with Charlie's Angels. And I'm like, there's got to be writers out there who have more ideas. And the studio execs need to understand that it's not just about the dollar. You know what I mean? Like, you've got to put out something that people are going to want to see. Don't just spit crap out and be like, oh, here you go. Like, really? <laughs> I will say this. I mean, some remakes are dope. Like, I enjoyed the Charlie, Charlie's Angels remakes. That was cool. Mm-hmm. Like, there were certain things I was just like, okay, this remake was good. This remake was garbage. This remake, I don't know why they were thinking this would be good. It, it'd be like, for instance, they try to remake, like, um, Mork and Mindy without Robin Williams. What? No. Uh-uh. Yeah, they shouldn't. they should never do that. There's just some, like, I'm kind of cringing at the Aladdin movie that's about to come out. I did watch the tra- a full trailer last night, and I was like, well, maybe that won't be so bad. I don't really like the genie, but 
the rest of it looks kind of pretty, you know. Well, I guess we'll see what happens, you know. Can't knock it until I actually see it. And that's just it. Like, I'm kind of like, I love Will Smith. So, the problem, the, the thing is, there's a lot of pressure on him, especially because mm-hmm. of the fact it's not Robin Williams. And, yeah. you know, as much as I want to say, like, I think it makes me nervous because I'm a huge fan of Will Smith. Like, like when he made that cross, that transition from being, you know, just the Fresh Prince, the rapper, the the sitcom star, to you know, doing like movies like Enemy of the State and Men in Black and all that, and uh-huh. you know, Ali. It's it's like I just don't I don't want this movie to fail because of who's in it, but at the same time, you know, in the age we live in, people are so critical about everything. Yeah, that's the unfortunate part. I mean, people can't enjoy stuff anymore. Uh, so it's sort of like, I just, I was like, can we just enjoy this? Let's sing along to the songs that we knew when we were kids. Enjoy it. Smile a little bit and just escape for a while. Because that's the whole thing about movies or anything we watch or view. Like, it's a sense of escapism and we should enjoy it. Yeah. And there's enough cynicism in the world that, you know, it's like, just chill out, relax. It's not that serious. It's just a movie. Doesn't define your life, <laughs> you know? Oh, but some people will take it there, try to ruin actors' lives and stuff. It's sort of like, yeah. good example, the Star Wars thing. I had mentioned this in a previous episode with the Star Wars fans and how they were harassing all the girls in the cast. Mm-hmm. But, like, you shouldn't do this, or you're ugly, or you're too this, or your image is not meant for this character, or you're Asian, or you are just, like, totally not what I envisioned from a book I read. It's mm-hmm. just like, it's, it's a story. They're trying to make it the best way possible. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't like that. Like, they don't deserve to be harassed just because you probably didn't enjoy um, yeah. their illustration of it. Just have yeah. fun. Enjoy the movie. Don't ruin it for other people. Exactly. Or, shoot, like that Game of Thrones, like, <gasps> controversy. Game of Thrones. You know, I didn't like the ending, but at the same time, you know, hey, I wouldn't go re- signing a petition to have them remake the, the last season. I was like, you know what? They did what they felt they should do. They, do- they did the best they could. And I think it still was a really good ending. I mean, you think about, like, the fact that how much money they spent on this. They were making movie-quality episodes, okay? Yeah. Like, it's like seriously. like a hundred million every episode or something? Like, not not every show can do that, okay? Like, yeah. you gotta realize, they had to be, like, they're filming, like, some big shoes by doing a hundred thousand, like, a hundred million dollar episodes, okay? Mm-hmm. They, they went out of the country to do these episodes. So you gotta think, they're flying out the cast members, the crew, the production team. On top of that, they also gotta do the, uh, they gotta pay people to do like certain work of CGI and all this type of stuff. Like, you think about all the work and effort that was put into this, I think people need to be a little bit more grateful that Yeah, I like what the producers of the show said, well, if you if you all are smarter than us, you rewrite the season. And I was like, ah, <laughs> that tells them, doesn't it? That was the best clapback I've seen in a couple weeks. 
that was like Thanks. okay touche sir like okay so people think the ending was garbage okay well then i'm sorry to tell you that hey you got a conclusion to a story that had been going on for eight nine years be grateful that they even put this time and effort the actors to the like the whole production team like i said before just everybody in general like it's not easy to wrap things especially in this climate like everybody wants to kind of get exactly. like yeah like they it's almost like it gets political it's just like this is a show like you will not end your life by <laughs> something maybe not being what you want it to be not everything's going to be how you want it to be you can't always get what you want sort of like the song <laughs> right so that's why I always have like high regards for actors and actresses and the producers. I mean, if they're putting a valiant effort towards it, I ain't got no problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, I got my complaint. People always ask me, they're like, well, isn't this, isn't that such an easy job that you do? I'm like, no, I want to see you do something for 16 hours a day and have to repeat the same emotions, the same movements and not screw it up over and over and over until they get the right take. I'm like, you're emotionally, physically, and mentally drained by the end of the day. I promise you, this is not an easy job. Heck no. I don't think I would want to be on set all my day. Like, seriously. I don't think I got the attention span for it. Mm -hmm. What you're doing is an art for a reason. It takes time to make art, and that means you're investing a lot of time, and time is money, so it's like you're raising your time and money just to make like an impact in your career and the way this movie is presented. So you got to put every piece of yourself into your roles. Yeah. I actually just did, I don't know if I sent you the link or not, but I actually just did a short film for um, this competition out here called AT&T's Create-A-Thon and it was called Hoth. And <clears throat> It, um, the director's name is Jessica Brown. Well, like, I, that's the first time I've actually watched myself on screen, and it was just very, very weird. <laughs> so weird. <laughs> I don't think I ever want to watch myself again, but it was a really fun experience because it was, you know, we did this in about five hours, and it was only about five minutes long. And the other actors that I worked with were really, really talented. And I had to, I, I mean, I guess I'm basically like in, I got arrested for conspiracy of murder or something. And like, I was a complete bitch, pardon my French. Um, in, in the, uh, it's in okay. The, Anything goes on this show. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, my character was like really just mean, I guess. And it was, it was definitely an experience, but we didn't win any competition, anything in the competition, but you know. It was the fact that I got to do it and got exposure. So, I mean, that's all that mattered. Thanks, but I'll definitely man. send you that link so that you can check it out. Yes, please. Speaking of which, um, where can people um, like find you or check out some of your projects? And um... Um, Okay. Uh, well, I'm, I'm, I'm on... Uh, can't talk. I'm sorry. I'm on oh, IMDb um, under Billy Perez. Um some of my projects are now under Billy F. Teamy. So it's it's a little bit, you know, I've been trying to, you know, figure out the name situation. Okay. Um, 
but um, you know, they can check out my Facebook page. Uh, I'm on Instagram. Instagram is uh, Billy underscore F T M E F T I M I E. Um, and uh, I, I post a lot of the stuff that I'm doing either on Facebook or or on um, on Instagram. Okay. And, and uh, the yeah. Facebook is Billy Ann Sherman. So yeah, I got too many names. <laughs> I need to just settle I was like, girl, like, you got, like, just as many AKAs as I do. <laughs> like, good grief. Yeah. It's like, not only is she an actress, but she's also Mrs. AKA of um, this show right now. Give yeah. it up for Mrs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. <clears throat> Yeah, I've got actually, I've got a couple auditions today that I've got to go to in a little while, and one's for a mafia boss, so that should be interesting, and the other one is for a grieving widow or something, I don't know, about she starts dating again and has to introduce her teenage son to the guy's teenage son, and I don't know, some craziness ensues. So, hoping that I get that, because the the mafia boss, that's going to be definitely different, but I'm always getting stuck like people want to put me in roles that are like I'm either a vampire, a killer, or a cop, or you know something really serious. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I I want to try comedy. That would be fun. I would love to see what you do with comedy because you seem like you would be hilarious in a comedy. <laughs> well, at least I mean, you know, all my friends think I am funny, so you know, I don't know. Like, I, I, used I already to watch- like your sense of humor, so it's cool. Yeah, I used to love. Um, I love Lucy. And um, uh, one of my other uh, inspirations has always been Charlie Chaplin. So classic. You know, I, I mean, I, I think I could, I think I could pull off some comedy. I'm hoping uh, I get the chance. Let's put it in the air then. In the universe, may she get these roles that she's going after, and also may she also get some roles in some good comedies, like a Jason Bateman film, um, film or a jason muse film or somebody of that great connect adam sandler oh my god i would love to work with adam sandler i would love to just meet adam sandler (laughs) oh you know when uh, you want to hear a really funny story when i first moved here i was here about a week and a half tracy morgan was getting his star on the walk of fame and i had just left an audition i was wandering around i ran straight into this you know this what was happening and i was like that's the first time i'd ever seen seen something like that and i'm like oh okay cool well i started talking to somebody and they were like yeah the dinner's over there if you want to come and i'm like what i'm like all right cool so i mean i've actually got photos posted up up on um, facebook but um the rest i'm like sitting there and they gave they brought out his cake and and whatever and like i'm standing like right behind him and his i guess his daughter and Mm. The restaurant staff, I think, got freaked out because I wasn't like on the official invite list or anything else. Just somebody in his in his group said, "Hey, you can come on over." And mm. the restaurant kicked me out after I'd been there for like twenty minutes. I'm like, really? Then he Tracy even said she can stay. They said, "No, sir, she can't," and they made me leave. I was like, "Wow, I've been here a week and a half. Got kicked out of my first celebrity party. Cool." Congratulations, you're a rock star. <laughs> They're like, ma'am, you need to leave. I'm like, but he just said I could stay. <laughs> and they're like, no. I was like, okay, I'm out. They're like, be gone, commoner. Exactly. 
I got already here chasing more. It's like, yo, she can stay, okay? First of all, everybody in here gonna get pregnant. Oh, okay, I'm, I'm just kidding because that sounds like something you would say. <laughs> okay, I'm done. I cannot do a Tracy Morgan impersonation. Uh, hey, Mr. It wasn't bad, actually. <laughs> Mr. Morgan, you're hearing this. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, but he was super. I love nice. your movies. I will, I will give him that. He was very, very cool. He seems like he would be cool to talk to. I would love to just have a conversation with him. <laughs> I know I yeah. would die laughing. <laughs> but soon, well, Miss um, Billy Ann, a.k.a. Miss Billy Ann Sherman, a.k.a. Miss <laughs> F to me, a.k.a. Well, you can just go down the list of that. Oh, a.k.a. Miss Perez as well. Um, yeah. <laughs> Girl, and I can have as many names as Daenerys turned to get Targaryen. Jeez. <laughs> Good grief, girl. Like, you <laughs> got so many names. You're beating me in AKAs today. I was like, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I just need to settle on one name and then just make sure that all of my, you know, stuff represents that one name. See, because Sherman's my maiden name and FTME is my ex, my ex's last name. And then Perez is my second husband's last name, so I just, you know, whatever. Girl, you wearing oh. me? I know, right? I wear myself out. Are you kidding me? Girl, <laughs> well, sure. I I want to thank you for coming on the show, and I it's been a great Dad, pleasure. Thank you for having me. It was, it was fun. Good. It was good to um, talk to a fellow horror movie nerd. Um. This is something that I enjoy. It's when, you know, we can sit down, have common ground, have some good dialogue. Also, we both found out we're huge fans of Johnny Depp and Brandon Lee, or just the Lee legacy in general. Like, you are a cool person, and we definitely need to stay in contact. And anything you had to promote anytime, you are welcome on the show. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you for being so kind and so awesome. And with that, we're going to go ahead and step up out of here. This has been another production of the Delivery Bros. And I'm Anthony Anthem, a.k.a. Black Fabio, a.k.a. Black Mamba, a.k.a. Hot Salsa, a.k.a. With the Chips and the Dip. We're going to flip the script and take another trip. Okay, I'm done. Goodbye, everybody. Hey, everyone. This is John Tolley, inviting you to check out War of the Stars, a Star Wars podcast. Each week, me and my co-host, Christopher Stolley, discuss the news and theories surrounding one of the largest movie franchises in the world. So join us every Wednesday at 8 Eastern as we travel to the galaxy far, far away, right here on Anchor FM and wherever fine podcasts are heard. You know, when you need CBD, vape juice, or a new mod, go to Vape Scorpion. 10859 Boston Avenue, Philadelphia, PA 19116. They are formerly known as East Coast Vapor. They have all your needs, all the equipment, all the juice. And hey, while you're there, sit down, enjoy a beer, bring your own, and just hang out with a bunch of cool people. So guys, if you really need your next vape machine or maybe you just want to try a locally made uh, juice, make sure you hit up Vape Scorpion. That's 1085 Boston Avenue, 
Philadelphia PA 19116, or give a call to 215-464-8273. Oh yeah, and make sure you let them know that Realm of the Mist Entertainment sent you. Why didn't the three little pigs go in for some kind of flat share scheme? Does Jesus get to choose which wine he turns it into? Why don't Sims have the upper body strength to climb out of a swimming pool? And does everybody really want to be a cat? I'm Will Baker. And I'm Alex Prescott. And if you're the type of person that overthinks these deep philosophical questions, then Think to the Brink is the podcast for you. From Disney characters to song lyrics, debates to social etiquette, tune in every week for your dose of paralysis by analysis. All topic suggestions are welcome. If you can think it... We can overthink it. Think to the brink. Available on all podcast platforms. Hey everyone, this is Dak. This is Liam. And this is White People Shit. We are a bi-weekly podcast. Whoa, 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 whoa. Maybe you're buying week. I'm speaking strong. It means twice a week, you douche. Oh. Yeah, listen to us twice a week. On White People Wednesdays, we talk about gay stuff, zombies, superhero sex positions. And on Feature Peep Fridays, we interview the Feature Peep of the Week. Yeah, like a fucking furry. Just search WPS Podcast and look for the white dude in red pajamas. We're on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, YouTube, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. We believe in equal opportunity humor, where all things can be made fun of. So if your feelings get hurt and you're offended, you can always eat a dick. He said that she said, how dare you say that? That's offensive. Well, someone's got to say it. It had to be said with Venus. Catch the live show Tuesdays at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Check out the recordings at any time. Guest host weekly. Listener, beware. Mature content. Sexual content. Trigger warning. Do you dare say it? Hi, my name's Chris, and I'm here to tell you about Realm of the Mist podcast. Realm of the Mist podcast, we talk about all the great entertainment things from movies, music, books, comic books, and many, many other forms of entertainment, as well as politics, current events, and just general humor and having a good time. If you're looking for a podcast that is right up your alley, look no further than Realm of the Mist podcast here on anchor.fm or where fine podcasts can be heard. Hi, this is Dave from the Comic Collection at 83 Bustleton Pike in Feasterville, Pennsylvania. Our phone number is 215-357-3332. We are right next to Northeast Philadelphia. We have action figures, gaming, statues, albums, and CDs, graphic novels, other knickknacks, and, of course, comics. Established in 1985, we are your go-to store. Come by and say hello, and say that the guys from RadioCast FM Radio sent you. The address again is 83 Bustleton Pike, Feasterville, Pennsylvania, or call 215-357-3332. Three-eyed turtle? Is that alright? What the fuck is a three-eyed turtle? Who wants a mustache ride? Are you tired of the same old podcasts with no humor? Well, join us for After Hours, where everything is funny, at least to us. 
on Anchor.fm and where oh quality God. podcasts are heard. How the fuck did we get on this? <laughs> I don't know. The FCC started this shit. It's their fucking fault.